You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this room? Yes, we're in it. And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a lane. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. 10.08 here on your Sunday morning, hour two of two here for Sports Sunday. We're with you till 11 a.m. I've been talking a lot of Blazers draft thus far. You can catch it on the Les Schwab Tires podcast after the show if you missed any of it. Uh, we went long, which is literally never surprising for us. That's what she said. Sorry. Is that? Does that work? You went long, which is never surprising for us? Well, maybe it works. <laughs> maybe oh, it, it works. works. <laughs> um since we're so long and we've went and we only have four minutes left for this segment, let's do what Rashad just showed me in the break before we get to the rest of the draft, because I don't want to only spend four minutes on the draft. Rashad has found a website, which he is still looking at on his phone. That was, that was the reaction of him looking, uh, that they sell jerseys from movies, char- like movie sports characters. And, that is an amazing idea because I feel like jerseys aren't really cool anymore. Like they used to be a thing where they're making a comeback, but generally people don't like when people wear jerseys. But if you're wearing a movie character or a TV show character Jersey, I think that instantly ups the cool rate of what you're wearing. Absolutely. Like there's a Kenny powers Jersey from Eastbound and down. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. If I saw someone wearing a Kenny powers Jersey, I'd be like, there you go. I'm currently looking at a Willie Mays Hayes. And a uh, shoot, Paul Crew with a Burt Reynolds uh, from Longest Yard. Like there's Zach Morris's Saved by the Bell uh, Bayside Tigers jersey. So I'm thinking I'm gonna invest in some of these. But the first investment will definitely be in Adam Banks from the Mighty Ducks. That that'll be. He's the reason I want to play hockey and all that stuff. So did you absolutely. actually play hockey? I actually did. I actually did. I played played for like three years. Were you good? I got good, man. Like, but here's the cold part about hockey. It's super expensive. Yes. I lived in North Portland and there weren't many places to practice, you know, Lloyd center like once in my life. But outside of that, like all the places were super far. And back in 1993, 94, um, Clackamas town center may have been middle earth, middle earth, you know, it was the other side of the world for the most part. So my grandparents and mom didn't like driving way over there. And then what happened is I grew had a growth spurt and grew right out of my pads, out of my skates. And it's not like hoop where you can just buy some new shorts and some shoes and you're in there. Like you got to buy 
shoulder pads, you know, pads for your hands, you know. At that point, they made all the kids wear masks over their, you know, over their face to avoid getting hit by pucks and sticks. And so, yeah, it was it was really expensive. So I just kind of stopped playing, and then I really picked up football. Well, I will ask this question to the text line, 55305. If you could pick a jersey from a movie or TV show character, which one would you purchase? And whatever website Rashad is on, you said it's on Lids? Yeah, it's Lids.com. Like, like the hat company? Yeah. Uh, you, If you would buy anyone, what would you buy? And for me, and they, they had it on there, it's Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. And First one that came to my mind. I love Any Steven Given Beeman. Sunday. And I love Steeman, Willie Beeman. He's kind of a jerk in the movie, well, but he's also kind of cool in the movie. Um, but I, I just love that movie. They and, also they're, have, and they're the Sharks, which they is They also awesome. have Cap Rooney's jersey from Any Given Sunday, which was uh, Dennis oh. Qu- or, uh, well, not Is it Dennis Quaid? Was that Ra- Dennis Quaid? Yeah, Dennis Quaid's character. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I like Stephen Beaver too. That was the first one that came to my mind. Um, and then I was like, you know, it it's kind of a silly movie, but I really like the the replacements, Keanu Reeves, um, Shane Falco. That was actually on here as well. So give me a Falco jersey. Yeah, there's there's a couple. There's a Bobby Boucher Bourbon Bowl jersey. Yeah, I saw that the 44. Yeah. And I do like just because I think it's one of the the best names for a, a sports jersey, Moxon from Varsity Blues, oh, Jonathan Moxon. John Moxon. Yeah, absolutely. I was a Lance Harbor fan myself, man. Or if I can get a tweeter jersey. Oh, there we go. That would be dope, man. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can get a a, a a tweeter jersey. I might have to make one of those, though. But that would be Oh, do they dope. make them on that site, I too? don't know. You can they, kind of just, like, create it yourself? They, they may, but if not, I'm just going to get the jersey myself and make that white and blue. That was a movie that we'd watch every, like, Thursday and Saturday night during high school. Yeah. Yes, Johnny Utah is also on here. I'm, there's a lot on there. There was I was scrolling and I was like, oh my god, there's so many real life jerseys. It's a Clark Griswold uh, hockey uh, hockey jersey. Absolutely, there's a Clark Griswold jersey because you know he wore the Chicago Blackhawks uh, jersey. You know, at a point, which one was, was that? Was it just the first one? I don't remember which one. Here, let's look because I've watched all the vacation movies. I actually owned all of them at one point. But yeah, it says Chicago across the front and the back. Griswold double zero. Looks kind of tight. I would definitely get one, but yeah, there's a... Oh, it's from Christmas Vacation, I think. So, absolutely. I think this is going to be my summer thing. I think I'm just going to... You're going to see me in a lot of um, kind of faux jerseys, you know, over over the next few months. And that'll be cool. I'm going to get the Will Smith Bella Academy jersey. Uh, We got this one. Jackie Moon got texted in. Jackie Moon does have a jersey on the site. We did see it. He does. He does, man. There's a... Ooh, a Billy Bob jersey would be pretty cool from Varsity Blues, too. Mm. You know, that would be super tight. So, And I'm getting a Teen Wolf jersey. Teen Wolf might be the greatest basketball, fictional basketball player of all time. Just saying. He was doing backflips and dunking and stuff like that. Teen Wolf was taken off from the free throw line. And, yeah, he was a beast. Name name me a better fictional basketball player than Teen Wolf. I don't think there was one. Airbud. <laughs> Calvin Cambridge from Like Mike. Yeah, okay. The Monstars. Yeah. The Monstars might be the greatest team ever assembled. <laughs> that, that is the a Monstars truly, are the Golden State Warriors right now. That is a truly fictional. Un- until Michael Jordan team. comes and plays with LeBron. And like, learns that he can stretch his arm. Yeah. So, yes, but uh, we're getting a lot of uh, text here. Al Bundy's number 44. Yes, there's actually even a Polk High Al Bundy jacket, a satin jacket that looks super awesome. Rick so. Vaughn for Major League. There's multiple Major League jerseys. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So all these guys are here. Everybody join the movement. Let's start wearing faux jerseys and just make all these people 
you know, really upset. I think it's okay to wear a jersey of a fictional character. I think it's weird. It's a if lot more acceptable. I think it's weird if you're walking around as a 35-year-old man in a, a Damian Lillard jersey. Agreed. It, unless you're going to the game. I think it's weird. Yeah, that's true. But I, even then, I just you can just wear a shirt because you what, support the team. What about retired players? No. See, I, I think everyone's first reaction when they see someone in a jersey is like, oh, really? And then, but if you see it's like Rick Vaughn and you're like, oh, Ricky Vaughn. Yes. I love that movie. So I, love I couldn't League. wear like a Drexler Joe jersey. Boo. I couldn't wear like a Drexler jersey. I mean, you could. You could wear whatever you want and look cool. You just might be judged. I think. I, I mean, I'm. I've, I'm. I'm kind of coming around on like older players or anything like that, just because when I was a kid, I actually did idolize some of those guys. So I, it would make sense. But like now, it seems weird to wear like a a Steph jersey because he's like seven years younger than me. So it seems weird. That is a little bit weird. You know what I mean? So that seems just a little strange. All right. Let's break. Let's come back with the rest of the NBA draft outside of the Blazers next here on Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Wait, did the liner play already? Yeah, I think the liner played. <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing. <laughs> Whoops. Someone texted in. This was deal. P1 deal. Oh, no. P1 Jeffrey. Words. For people that aren't real players in fake jerseys, how about just getting a Myers Leonard jersey? <laughs> poor, poor Myers. Yeah. Poor Myers. Like, I mean, it's such high hopes for him. I was really excited, you know, when he got taken. I was, maybe Illinois guys just aren't that good. No, maybe. You know, remember, what was the guy? He got drafted by the by the Lakers. Uh Years ago, um, was it not uh, Brian Brian Cook? Brian Cook was really good at Illinois. Brian Cook, yeah, he was really good at Illinois, and he was trash in the NBA. All right, let's get to the rest of the draft. Uh, outside of the Blazers, for me, the team that won the first round was the Suns. I think taking eight and number one was kind of an obvious pick, right? But to me, trading up from 16 to get Mikael Bridges from Villanova, who got taken to 10 by the Sixers, was a great move. Was an absolutely great move. Because now the Suns have this. They've got Devin Booker. They've got Josh Jackson, who they drafted first round top five from Kansas. Mm -hmm. And they've got Aiton and they've got Bridges. And to me... For a team that's been so bad that was tanking intentionally to get really good players for a couple of years, there you go. There's your core right there. You've got a 40-point scorer on your team, and excuse me, and Devin Booker. You've got a potential top-tier forward center in DeAndre Ayton. You've got a guy who played on a national championship team in Miko Bridges. And you got Josh Jackson, who, I mean, I don't think he had a great year last year, but has a lot of potential. To me... That's what the tanking side of the NBA is all about, is getting players like this. And I think the Suns destroyed the draft on Monday, on Thursday. I thought it was great. <laughs> I, you took the words out of my mouth, man. I totally agree. I think if there's any team that really made those splashes that every, I guess, every other franchise was talking about making, maybe outside of the Golden State Warriors, it was the Phoenix Suns, man. You knew that they were going to go with with Aiden at uh, number one. I think that was kind of a... That was expected. That, I don't really think there was any real drama there, and he's really lucky that Porter Jr. did have 
the the injuries that he had because it would have been between he and Marvin Bagley going uh, number one and number two. But man, I I, I don't really know if there's a, if a team had a, a better a better night than than these guys, man. Like, I mean, I think Atlanta came out pretty strong, you know, being able to get the the Spellman get at, at thirty, and then um, I don't really know much about Kevin Herter, but I do know about Trey Young, and they project that he's going to be the best scorer in the draft or in, in this draft class. So people compare him to Steph, Steph Curry. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I, you know, agree with, with that, but I think as a, as a freshman, he had a much better year than Steph had. He was kind of asked to do a little bit more than Steph was asked to do. And he played in a harder conference. So would it shock me if he came out there and put up Steph Curry numbers eventually? Not really, but it was just kind of one of those things. But I guess the other team that I thought did that came out, well, man, Denver. Obviously, getting Michael Porter Jr. at 14, uh, getting Jared Vanderbilt, Justin Jackson. You were in the second round. Like, you were able to really do some things uh, in this draft. And uh, you, you went to a, any team that picks up a guy at the caliber of Michael Porter Jr. that's already kind of in playoff contention, man, I think that's it's a slam dunk. I think they had a really good draft. I think a lot of what I look for in drafts, though, is the history of the team as well. Like, wh- who they have drafted in the past and who – who has been a good pick because to me, like I like Marvin Bagley a lot, but because the Kings picked him, I'm like, Ooh, he's yeah. not going to be that good. Is he? No, he's not because it's the Kings. Right. But then the Mavericks trade up two picks to get Doncic from Spain, the real Madrid guy. And people were kind of like, Oh, we don't know how good he's going to be. But from what I've seen from some of the, the top experts is they think he's going to be amazing, like a really good player. So the Mavericks trading up to get him. They just took Dennis Smith jr. Who was awesome last year. And, um, have a history of, of making pretty good draft picks. I'm like, I like that pick. I like that. So here's the thing is, I love college basketball, but it's really tough to judge a lot of these freshman players be- and almost every player picked in the top 15 was a freshman because you just don't see that much tape from them. You don't watch them that much. They change so much after their freshman year. It's really hard to judge. So I judge based on the team. So okay. because I'm, I, I love Marvin Bagley, but he went to the Kings and I'm like, eh. <laughs> So I'm looking... Right now at the uh, draft grades, and I'm, I'm not sure exactly what site this is. Um, I want to say it's Bleach Report, but I can't be sure. Um, can you can not you... look up at the address bar and tell me what the I, site it, is? For whatever reason, I think my computer just stuck. Oh, no, there it, go, there it goes. Um, there are two teams that were per- perceived to have the worst draft days. Um, do you know who those two teams were? Perceived to have the worst? Well, Portland had like a C-, minus, I think, one of the grades I saw. So yeah, I saw definitely be Portland. Good C. Um, I saw the C as well. Who? Uh, no, I don't know who. There are two teams. One of which was the Washington Wizards. Okay, um, they got a D. They took Troy Brown from Oregon at 15, which was very high for what a lot of people incredibly thought. Incredibly high for Troy Brown. They thought Brown Proud was of him. Go happy, 20s. For, yeah. happy for Troy Brown being picked up. You know, right after the lottery. Um, but the other team was the Portland Trailblazers. Really? So of all the teams, and I uh, mind you, every draft grade. You know, every every site that I've seen has Portland right around a C minus or a D as far as their draft grades. And this is from I think this maybe, yeah, this is indeed from Bleacher Report. Um, that's not good. Nope. You know, and I know you, you we want to be really, you know, kind of glass half full about what's going to happen here, but yeah, I don't see that coming. Like I'm mean, and maybe, you know, Simons can make us all eat crow, like you said earlier, and you know, then we'll be praising him in the next year and a half. But for right now, 
I think the rest of the league sees exactly what Portland saw was like, man, what the hell? And here, here's the thing about the draft in general, and this is just kind of a feeling I have, and I know it's never going to be the same again unless they change the rules, but I really, really, really hate raw freshmen who have all this potential, generally. I really hate it because it's like you're just drafting a guy for five years from now, four years from now, and I'm not just talking about the Blazers. I'm talking about a ton of the top ten picks. Right. This just this goes every single year. Uh, if I look back at, at some of the previous drafts, you can point to a couple of guys who are like, oh, look at all his talent. But so far, haven't done anything yet in the NBA because they just aren't ready. How about Malik Monk? Right. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was at Kentucky. He was a freshman. He was really highly regarded. He had an awful, awful rookie season. And people were saying it was one of the worst rookie seasons from a lottery pick in a long time. That kind of stuff right there. But you go out and you get a guy um, like bridges for example from villanova or the one from michigan state i think both of them were sophomores Mm -hmm. you know even just a little bit more experience so you get a guy who had ncaa tournament experience for a couple of years i think those are higher impact players immediately i blame i blame the gms i blame the gms and coaches because for whatever reason san antonio lucks out and gets a good guy every year at the end of the draft for whatever reason the warriors just keep picking up on guys that just fit their system and what they're able to do Every single year. San Antonio took a freshman this year, too. (laughs) But you don't have to pick the raw freshman. Like, you you don't. Like, you pick these guys that are going to be projects, quote-unquote, and then they never pan out. And you've wasted a draft pick, and you've wasted time when you could have picked that, you know, sophomore or junior that, well, because he didn't leave as a freshman, he's perceived as not as good or can't play in the NBA today. That's why it's it's, it's messed up because if you come out as a sophomore, as a junior, I think there was one senior taken in the uh, uh, in the top ten. If you if you are a senior, you're perceived as not as good to play, not good enough to play in the NBA. I don't think there was a senior weird. in the top ten at all. I think it was freshman, was it? freshman, European big, freshman, 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 sophomore. There was I a senior that, that went somewhere. Team. There was a the, where was it? And he's probably going to be good. Pro- probably yeah, at, so. at least was he's probably going to be one of the most impactful. The no, guy from Vincenzo's what a soft or a junior, or a junior or something like that. I can't remember. I don't know who the senior was, but I'm pretty sure the top like 13 picks were all freshmen. So we're just it's we're getting to this point now where you're getting so many raw potential filled players that in the long run I think it's going to wind up hurting the NBA's skill set. Like you're going to get so many guys who aren't ready yet. And this is why I seriously want them to go three and out, three and done, like like college football. That's what I want. Because you make the NBA better and you make college basketball better. You just make both products better, right? You either you either leave at a high school, because I know that there's there are certainly players who are that talented that young. We've seen it in the past. Or you go for three years of college. To me, I feel like that should be the rule. Because it makes for a better product on both floors, in college and in the NBA. And when you get all these freshmen over and over and over again, sure, you're going to get some great players, of course. But a lot of the time, you're going to get a lot of crappy players, too. I just, I hate it. I yeah, hate, I hate they, the trend. They should just do what they, like you said, do what they do in, in college. You know, two or three, uh, two years. Three years um, in football. Yeah, two years out of college or, you know, straight out of high school. That should just be how it works. All right, we got a break. Coming up next, it is time for Hate It or Love It. But first, Jesse has Sports Center.
Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. It is last half hour of our show today. That music right there. It's always sad. Means it is hate it or love it time. It's not sad because it means we get to do hate it or love it, Rashad. I mean, yeah. But last I mean, half full, baby. I mean, it's coming to the end, though. You know, It's all good. It's been a good show so far. We've had fun. So I believe Rashad won last week again. So that means that I get to was, answer my question first. That was the first time that I won in a minute. So it's not true. You've been winning way more than me recently. I don't know. Man. So I get to go first. Uh, for those who have not listened before, Jesse asks us questions and then awards us points or deducts us points based on our answers. And then at the end, the winner gets to get their music played going into the last segment and host the last segment. So, Jesse, what is our first question? Good question. You know, it's so busy in sports. There's so many things to choose from. So we're going to do all World Cup? Cool, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so many World Cup questions. Sorry, Rashad. I'm awesome. joking. There's awesome. not a single World Cup question. You couldn't have given me one. Ugh. No, 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 no. No, we have, uh, let's see here, uh, football. Oh, of course. And I did throw in a, an NBA one in there as okay. well. So um, let's start off with. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They um, yeah. offensive line still looking good. They re-signed Zach Martin, forty million guaranteed. They Ezekiel Elliott, Yo, as I would say, <laughs> right? Um, so far, so good on the season. No suspensions, so they're planning on having a full backfield. So they got you know a couple parts of their offense rolling, but they are lacking in Elliott. Elliot. <laughs> Um, So they are um, Lacking at one position though On the offensive side And that is the receiving corpse (laughs) Des Bryant's gone Don't forget Hey hey, at least they have a starting quarterback Now I don't necessarily think that Dak Prescott's a top 10 quarterback But he is a starting quarterback You don't run off a starting quarterback in this league So with that said um, You are missing some pieces Uh, At least you don't have A true number one at at all there in Dallas love or hate because of their lack of depth especially at the top Dallas will struggle to move the ball without that number one receiver ooh um I'll say hate because they will run the ball well you are right they have an elite offensive line they still do they re-signed Zach Martin to I think it was one of the most expensive contracts ever for a guard given in the NFL Ezekiel Elliott uh, will not be suspended or will likely stay healthy, hopefully. And I think he is an elite running back. And I do think Dak Prescott is good enough to move the ball with the receivers that he has. Now, the the good thing about the current situation with the wide receiver core of the Cowboys is that Dak Prescott likes to throw the ball underneath. And the Cowboys have a lot of guys who run short routes and underneath routes. Cole Beasley was really good at this. They also got Tavon Austin from the Rams, which I didn't even know. I just saw that on the depth chart. And uh, don't forget, they got Alan Hearns right now, who used to be very, very good with the Jaguars, has had some injury issues, but he is also a good underneath, but also a a deep threat wide receiver. So they don't have a true number one, but they have a good uh, combination of a bunch of twos, I would say, or twos and threes. And I think that's good enough to move the ball. And I'm not saying they're going to have a great passing game, but because of Elliott in the offensive line, as well as the good enough receivers, they'll be able to move the ball just fine. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it. 
um, you're going to see exactly how good a player like Des Bryant is. You know, this isn't one of those addition by subtraction type things. So love. This is subtraction by subtraction. Okay, all right. For uh, for Des Bryant, like you don't lose a player like him, and you hope to get better. Alan Hearns, like you said, used to be a good receiver. Has he ever been as good or better than Des Bryant? Absolutely not. So if you think he's the person that's going to come in and change your fortunes on the offensive side, you're silly. Um, the the one thing that actually has helped, uh, I guess, will help uh, the already really good Dallas Cowboys line is the fact they got Joe Thomas to come in there. And, uh, and play some uh, – wait, no, the linebacker, Joe Thomas, excuse me, they got him to come in there and hopefully take some um, some pressure off of the defense and everything. But I don't know how they're going to be able to move the ball, especially in the division they're in. They just keep kind of getting better. You look around the rest of the NFC East, and they've gotten much better for the most part. We think that the Giants are going to be better than they actually were. Uh, you think Washington could take a step forward with having Alex Smith, who's a guy who continues to go to the playoffs every single year on their squad. And then, of course, oh, yeah, the Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, who just keep adding more and more pieces to their uh, to their roster. So I don't know if they're going to be able to move the ball the way they used to. You said there's a lot of dink and dunk guys, exactly what Prescott likes to do. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But I doubt that they do anything close to what they've been doing the past couple of years. All right. Uh, I'm not sure if you loved or hated that. I, 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 oh, I, said I hated it. I, I think it's supposed to be love. Love, love, yeah. love oh, that love. they won't be able oh, to move yes, the ball. No, they, yeah. Yeah, that's sorry, that's yes. what was kind of. Fe- I, I love, yeah. No, you they rebound. Won't be able there, to. there was one point that I gave you that I didn't work because I was kind of confused on the stance in the beginning. It was yeah, it was I, about death. So you currently six four, Mike in front, but uh, mm, two point favorite. That's yeah, that's nice. Yeah, just just so you know. Uh, moving on, Buffalo and their wonderful quarterback position. You know. They made the playoffs for the first time in 19 years with Tyrod Taylor. What they do? They ran him out of town, sent him to Cleveland, who supposedly has the top quarterback room uh, that Todd Haley's ever worked with. And just so you know, Todd Haley's worked with future uh, Hall of Famer um, Ben Roethlisberger. Just, just so you know. So Tyrod Taylor value. Anyways, back to Buffalo. You got Nathan Peterman. You got Josh Allen. You got AJ McCarron. Now, it comes out that Nathan <laughs> Peterman has a legit chance oh, God. to get the starting job in Buffalo. Love or hate, Nathan Peterman is going to beat out A.J. McCarron for that starting job. Uh, my God. The fact that that is even a true statement that you said that is in a report somewhere shows you how lost the Buffalo Bills are and how to run a football organization in the NFL. Nathan Peterman got brought in last year over Tyrod Taylor and threw five interceptions and a half in a half of football. And they ruined their season because of it because Tyrod Taylor is actually a good quarterback. They also ruined their relationship with Tyrod Taylor with it. And he went on to go to the Browns. He's actually a good quarterback. And you went with Nathan Peterman, who is crap. You drafted the worst quarterback in the draft out of the big guys in Josh Allen. And then you lost in the free agency market by getting probably the worst free agent quarterback option in A.J. McCarron. Oh, my God, the Bills suck. But no, I hate it because he will not beat A.J. McCarron out because Nathan Peterman sucks. And at least A.J. McCarron has played decently well when he has replaced uh, Andy Dalton when he was hurt in Cincinnati. And at some point, Josh Allen didn't get a go because he was a top 10 pick. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that is a true statement. That's it. So I hate it. I'm sorry, but that's that's crazy. Uh, nicely done. Uh, you know, um, I mean, I wasn't exactly sure what your position was there in the beginning. I mean, obviously, I knew that the Buffalo Bills sucked as your position. I just had to I had to give that in there. Oh no, no, it, it, it tied in really well. It tied in really well. So I'm hating that Buffalo is it, no, you're, no, it's, terrible. Peterman no. is going to start. 
Um, man, I love it. Um, it's unfortunate, but I absolutely love it. From everything I've seen at a Buffalo Bills camp, um, he and Peterman and McCarron have been trading reps back and forth with the first team, and Peterman will will win the. Uh, or will lead his team to score in the two-minute drill. And then the next day, McCarron will do it. And then back to Peterman. But because Peterman's been there, because he at least understands uh, the playbook that they have or what the presumed playbook that they have in Buffalo is going to be, I think he's going to beat them out. I think we can all say that Josh Allen is third string. From everything I've read, Josh Allen isn't ready. Even uh, Shady McCoy came out at a point and was like, well, he's got potential. He's got it there. He just needs to calm down and do this, this that, and the third. So we can all say that Josh Allen's going to be on the bench. But I think at this point, this is Peterman's job to lose. A.J. McCarron has had some some injury issues or, you know, question marks to him and everything. And I think in football, it's a little more serious than it is in hoops. So at this point, I think the Bills are in one of those, man, we have nothing to lose type of situations. Uh, they have a good defense. They have always kind of had a solid defense. Now to see if they can find the trigger man to go with that solid defense. They also right. don't really have any good wide receivers. They no, really don't. No, they, they have Calvin Benjamin, but... It, Opt often injured Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, right now their depth chart is Zay Jones and Calvin Benjamin. Their backups are Brandon Riley and Andre Holmes, and then they have Jeremy Curley as well. You tell me you couldn't afford to spend the eight million and keep Sammy Watkins around? Like, I mean, yeah, I'm, he's not that good. No, uh, I'd rather have him than Calvin Benjamin. <laughs> Well, neither of them are that good. <laughs> Both of them are always injured. It wasn't it probably. Uh, no, that's well, welcome to Buffalo. Right. Exactly. And, and uh, like I said, you deserve it, Buffalo. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, we'll move on to the NBA. And, okay. Um, I know we kind of have talked a lot about the NBA today, but we'll go back there. There was a draft, and we haven't really talked about the guy who might have the highest ceiling but also could very well be the biggest bust in the draft in Mo Bamba. Mm. And I, I don't know if you – do you guys see that guy walk out? Oh, he's uh, huge. He's, huge. he's a monster. I, I mean, what? He, yeah, he's ridiculous, but the problem is the guy doesn't have an offensive game. We've seen this before, supreme defensive talent – Lack of offensive game. Love or hate, Mo Bamba is going to be the biggest bust in the draft. Um, hmm. I'm going to say hate. I don't. I think again the way way I discussed it last segment. There's so many iffy prospects that are all true freshmen. I think there are going to be plenty of busts from this draft, and I think Mo Bamba's athleticism is going to lead to him being an effective player at least defensively and in rebounding, even if he is not the best offensive player. Now. So I don't think he'll be the biggest bust because of that. He is a freak athletically. But here is where I do think I'll lean towards more bust than boom for him. Is he got drafted by the Magic. And that's a team that I don't trust their draft picks. I talked about it last segment. There are certain teams I see who they drafted and I go, probably not going to do too well. You know, they also drafted a guy named uh, Aaron Gordon, who was a elite defensive and athletic player with an iffy offensive game. And Aaron Gordon has kind of turned into a iffy player or at least a slightly average player that was a really high draft pick i think mo Bama can fall into that same category um they're going to be really athletic the magic but they're not going to be able to score that much so he will not be the biggest bust but i do think that because he got drafted by the magic he uh he will not be the best player either uh i hate it. i don't think he'll be a, a bust at all um i think he can fit into exactly what this new nba is uh here's a guy that at seven feet tall made about 14 threes um this season so he's not he's comfortable with at least pulling up and taking that shot he's a rim protector that can run the floor 
Um, you look at guys like DeAndre Jordan. You look at guys like Hassan Whiteside um, that are able to go out there and really make an impact on the game without really being able to score the ball. Uh, here's a guy that can block every shot. He has a seven foot eight wingspan. So you put him on the on the pick and roll, much like a guy like um, uh, Clint Capella, who again is not a scorer, who doesn't make doesn't have an offensive skill set is not going to be able to put the ball on the on the floor with his back to the basket and make something happen he's somebody that is you know all his points are predicated on having a great guard and as long as mo bamba has a great guard in orlando i think he will be absolutely fine he's somebody that can really change uh the way you drive to the basket so I don't. I'm looking at some of the other guys in this draft, one of which being Anthony Simmons or Simons. Uh, for that reason alone, I can't say that Mo Bamba, who went to Texas and was the sixth overall pick, is going to be a bust over that kid. Sorry. And the winner is. It was close, closer than we originally would have thought. Mike. Yeah. Mike. I felt good Mike. about my answers today, man. I. Well, Look, if I, if I lose a couple of times in a row, I know I'm, an, runs. I'm annoyed. Um, I we lose a couple of times in a row, and I, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta bring it this way. I gotta win. I gotta stop this losing streak. And yeah. Jesse went right into my hands on that one because the Bills. Oh my God, I want the Bills to be good. Someone texted Mike must be a Bills fan. No, no, but I have many friends from college who are Bills fans, and I and I I lived the Bills suffering for four straight years with them. And I uh, continue to do so occasionally through text as well. So I, I want them to be good for their sake, but they are just so, so bad. All right. Uh, last segment. Not sure yet. We'll figure it out. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, since it is my segment, I, of course, am I going to give some love to the World Cup? All right. The uh, in, in all seriousness, and we talk, I think we talked a little bit about the World Cup last week. I can't remember. But even if you are not a soccer fan, I still think you should give the World Cup a shot because the games have been very intense. Both teams care so much about winning that you're getting a lot of kind of good, exciting play every single game. There really hasn't been a bad game yet. I've watched a bunch of them. I've watched, I'd say I've watched every single one except for the early morning ones because I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. to watch the games. But um, there really hasn't been bad. Even some of the blowouts, the winning team is playing beautiful soccer. Like today, England beat Panama, Panama uh, six to one. But from from what I saw in the highlights, it was still a great game to watch because England was always attacking. They always had offensive chances. And we've had some one nils that were incredibly contested with lots of chances and that were really good. So if you haven't watched it yet, now's the perfect time to start. The third match day is going to start soon. A lot of these games are going to mean a lot for these teams. You're either going to be out or you're going to be moving on to the knockout rounds. Um, give it a try. It's on in the morning. There's nothing else going on. 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m. whenever the games are starting. What else are you going to be watching if you're watching TV at that time? Throw the game on. Why well, not, right? I mean, it depends on what else is on. If The Office is on Comedy Central, then oh come on, I may be watching reruns of The Office. That you've seen four times. I mean, well, maybe a couple of times, but they're still funny. You know, so it's, it's it's all good. But, no, I you know, honestly, I haven't watched much of it. I'll put it on when I'm, like, cleaning or doing something at home just because 
I'll have some sports on in the background. But for the most part, I haven't really paid attention to anything. And it has nothing to do with the U.S. not competing. Um, no, the U.S. isn't good enough, and we know that. So I'm not really tripping on that part. But I don't know. I do. I appreciate you showing me the chick from Peru. Mm. You know, that's kind of tight. Yeah, there is a Peru fan who apparently takes her bra off every single time they score a goal in international competition. The only problem is I'm pretty sure Peru hasn't scored yet in the World Cup. So if you look up pictures, there's like pictures of her. So just look up Peru topless fan. You'll find it. She's she's pretty, pretty impressive. She's pretty impressive. She's pretty impressive. She's got I'll, a lot I'll of say uh, that. she's got a lot of talent. Much talent. You know, such a big heart. And uh, really big heart. Yeah. Really two big hearts actually, which is weird. Yeah. It's a weird disease that she has. Two two big hearts. Um, that she writes on. Yes. Which is also weird, but you know. Either way, her. go ahead and look look up those pictures if you'd like. Also, if you don't want to watch the soccer, watch for the Iceland women in the fan the fans. They're beautiful. Oh my god! I was watching the Iceland game. It was like they were they kept cutting to the fans, and every time they showed someone different, I was like, "What? They're so attractive." No, oh, yeah, it's that Iceland. Nordic the Nordic blood, I guess. Yes, Iceland has beautiful women. I had a friend that played basketball over there, and and that's what he was telling me. He said that's where the most gorgeous women in the world are. I said, really? Iceland were? But, I mean, that's been confirmed, especially if you've watched any World, any World Cup. So they're pretty hot in Iceland. We got, might need to take a guy's trip to Iceland. <laughs> Iceland's just one of the to look. most touristy places right now. They're they're kind of hating it, I think. I've never really heard There's anyone. There's only 300,000 people who live there. I've never heard anyone say, oh, hey, man, where are you going on vacation? Oh, I'm going to Iceland. Really? No, I've never I've heard I've seen anyone. a lot of people recently have gone to Iceland that I know. I think we got different friends. <laughs> Yeah, all the, all the people I know are like, oh, I'm going to Mexico or I'm going to going to Vegas. Like, I haven't met the person that, that goes to Iceland. I want to go hit up them soaking pools, man. They look amazing. They look great, right? Yeah. The what now? The soaking pools in Iceland. They're supposed to be. They're like, they're like uh, hot springs almost. Yeah, they're like giant hot springs. Giant hot springs. Doesn't, Except I don't think they're quite as sound hot. sound sanitary. No, no, it, it it's supposed to be amazing. I get it. Cocaine's supposed to be amazing, too. I don't want to try that. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Just saying. And with that, we have to bid you adieu. Cocaine sounds amazing. It's hell of a drug. Just don't do it. All right. Coming up next week, maybe we'll have some NBA free agency to get to. Who knows what else is going to be happening. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. We'll have some fun. That'll be next week, 9 to 11. If you missed any of the show today, it's on the Les Schwab Tires podcast on 1080thefan.com or on the new app radio.com app when you can find Tenny to the fan there and uh, yeah we'll be back next week thanks for listening have a good Sunday Omaha 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 this one's for Pat this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.